there have been people who have criticized our podcast yeah. for not being more overtly Christian, <laughs> right? I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing, so do your own research. Dave, have you ever seen the Star Wars movie Rogue One? Rogue One. Is that the, the flashback to where they get the plans to the Death Star? Exactly. I have seen it one time. Yeah. It's one of my favorites of the Star Wars movies. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I like it for lots of reasons. Um, but um, hold on to that thought, why, why I like it so much. Let me yeah. review for folks who haven't, se- haven't seen it, just very, very briefly. Um, do you remember the, there's a character there named Galen Erso? He's a brilliant research scientist. Uh-huh. And he is captured by the evil imperial forces, and he is forced to make plans, an architect, he's an architect, right. to make plans for the Death Star. Right. You remember that? I do. Yeah. Um, he actually hates the Empire, and so he embeds in the plans this uh, flaw. Right. That the 1977 Star Wars Luke Skywalker is going to exploit... exploit. To blow up the Death Star. To blow up the Death Star. And for people who don't care a lick about Star Wars, the Death Star was a huge yeah. battle station that could blow up planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so, destructive. So he is being forced by this evil empire uh-huh. to make a super weapon, but he is secretly putting a flaw there. Right. And telling the enemy about it. Right. Okay, now, do you remember his daughter in that movie? Actually, the movie is mostly about her, his daughter. Yeah. Um, her name is Jin. And she is uh, basically fighting with the rebels. Uh-huh. And so she is fighting against, she actually acquires the plans, and she's fighting against the Empire. Right. Okay. Um, and they know each other. They meet a couple times in the movie after they're separated, and they love each other, and they're working basically, both of them, to take down the Empire. Right. And actually, spoiler alert, both of them die in the movie, in their effort to take down the Empire. Okay. Okay. Now, one of the reasons I love this movie so much, there are many, but one of them is that sounds almost identical to a story in the Bible uh-huh. to me. And I wonder if the, if the, if the uh, writers of the movie know this about the Bible. Right. But in 1 Kings 18, there is a story about... Um, a guy named Obadiah, not the prophet, a different man mm-hmm. named Obadiah. And I don't know if you remember this story, but he is um, over the household of King Ahab and his wife yeah. Jezebel. Ahab and Jezebel, you probably remember. Oh, yes. They're, that's the height of the Israeli um, rebelliousness. Jezebel is an awful, awful woman. Wicked. Yes. And they have misled God's people into all forms of idolatry. They were terrible at controlling and um, using their power for, yeah. for nefarious reasons. That's right. Selfish reasons. Terrible, terrible leaders. Okay, so this guy Obadiah, 1 Kings 18, uh-huh. he is over the household of Ahab and Jezebel. Now, to be over the household means it, right. that he is the government official. He right. is over the taxes. He is over everything. He is basically the president or the, the prime minister right. of, the, of the nation. Okay. Listen to this. First Kings 18. <clears throat> this is in verse three. Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household, 
Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. And when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Um, that means that Obadiah was cooking the books. Right. Directly he, disobedient to his, his authorities. Absolutely. Yeah. He was keeping two sets of books. One where he was providing resources out of the king's household right. to sustain the prophets of the Lord. And in the other one, he's also funding uh, the hunting down and killing of the prophets of the Lord. Right. Okay. Verse 7 says this, just as Obadiah was on the way, we're skipping a couple things, but that's okay. As on the way, behold, Elijah uh-huh. met him. Do you remember Elijah? Of course. <laughs> You're so funny. Yes, I remember Elijah. So Elijah is this prophet of the Lord, uh-huh. one of the prophets, not one of the ones who was being uh, saved, but yeah. um, he was this uh, fire and brimstone kind of prophet Yeah, that would would stand up and-, and Uncompromising. Uh, totally. Defiant to the evil of the king and queen. Correct. Okay, correcting for, them publicly. Right. Eradicating false prophets. Exactly. Yes. So verse seven. Uh, as Obadiah was on the way, behold, Elijah met him, and Obadiah recognized him and fell on his face and said, Is it you, my lord Elijah? And he answered him, It is I. Go tell your lord, behold, Elijah is here. And he said, How, how have I sinned that you would give your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me? And he goes on from there. There's kind of a misunderstanding. Um, here's what I want to say, though, yeah. is that El- Obadiah and Elijah both love the Lord, uh-huh. are faithful to the Lord. And they are both working for the Lord against Ahab and Elijah, this evil system. And they're both risking their lives. Right. And they're doing it in opposite ways. Very different ways. And when they get together, they're friends. Right. They respect each other and they love each other and they recognize what's going on there. They are two different poles, two Mm -hmm. opposite extremes when dealing with an evil and broken system. We have a lot of evil and broken systems in our world right. today. They, and uh, They represent two different strategies, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah, That's exactly right. So one strategy, the strategy of Obadiah and Galen Urso, is to work within an evil system secretly right. to undermine it and to uh, do as much good as possible using the evil system and to use its resources for good. Uh-huh. The strategy of, um, of uh, Elijah and of Jinn right. is to stand up uh, fire and brimstone and call out the, the evil truth. for what right. it is. Right. And here's the thing. We got both of these kinds of people in both of these kinds of Christians in the United States today. Yeah. And... These are the people, these are Christians who hate each other. And they each are saying mm. about the other, you're what's wrong with Christians these days. Uh-huh. And, I mean, you can think about, um, think about a, uh, uh, someone who's an ad, ad executive in an advertising agency. Sure. Right, who's working to sell all kinds of uh, products to people who don't need it and maybe, you know, uh, right. uh, whatever. Right. Uh, there's some evil, There's a, that's an evil system in lots of ways. Not not as evil as Ahab and Jezebel or of as course. the Death Star. Right. Right. But, it's, you know, there's a lot of problems. Well, I guess it depends on industry. how you look at it. I mean, the industry could be 
trying to make people aware of the products that they may Boom. like. That's what it should be. Right. But these companies, basic, they're hired to sell as much stuff as possible. Sure. And they don't care about people. Right. They All they care about I is getting you. money out of people. Right. And so you get a Christian in there who said, who loves the Lord Jesus and as such hates materialism. Uh-huh. Boy, our culture is so materialistic. Hates materialism, but is an ad executive. And so it's going to use that that person they use their platform to try and be ethical, um, even though sometimes it's not always going to be that way. Here's the thing, Obadiah, in order to be the, the head of the household of Ahab and Jezebel, uh-huh. Obadiah no doubt would have been going to worship services to Baal and bowing down to Baal. There's no question. I mean, he, he couldn't have that job without doing that. Right. And so he's doing that while... Uh, basically stealing from right. uh, that evil system. And for people who don't know, Baal is a or Baal is Baal, a yeah. is a, a false god. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That would be a very. Uh, it would intensify the anger of the one true God. That's that right. He would be bowing down to that. Yeah, that's right. So there's uh, definitely a compromise going on there, right? There's definitely a compromise going on there. It, but he is. Is he risking his life to yes. serve the Lord? Yeah. There's no question about it. No question about it. Yeah. And Elijah respects that. Absolutely respects that. On the other hand, Elijah is also um, so ad executive um, undermining yeah. uh, materialism. Okay. Think about a Christian uh, author, blogger, whatever, who is constantly talking about how materialism, materialism is bad and we should get off the grid and whatever like this. Um that is also a good thing to do because we need in our culture materialism is such a horrible idol that is so pervasive and, and right. we absolutely need people. The thing is, we need both people. We mm-hmm. need both. Those they're just two different strategies. Yeah, for combating the evil that we see around us. Uh, what Man, do you think about that? Yeah, I've got a lot to say about that. Yeah, I, come on. Uh, first of all, as you're talking, I'm reminded of the movie Braveheart. Yeah, which is not historically accurate, but it, yeah, not it, at all. It pulls from history, right? It does. And and, um, and the Braveheart character, Mel Gibson, is uncompromising. He is the warrior who's speaking yes. truth and defying the British and trying to protect his people, and is willing to fight and die for this cause. He's he is the Elijah. Yes, and then he is he is being influenced yep. by an yep. old leper that's who right. is, I can't remember if it's his uncle or somebody um, who is who is trying to teach him how to be more diplomatic and how I think to it's not work. the leper it's it's uh, Robert the Bruce um, no Robert oh Robert the Bruce is being influenced that's right by, by the his leper. uncle mm-hmm. yeah, right, yeah right. you're right you're right it's been a long time since I've seen that movie but it's Robert the Bruce Robert the Bruce is trying to figure out should I be like Braveheart uh, you know, Mel Gibson, w- William Wallace. Yep. Should I be this uncompromising, stand for the truth, uh, in defiance, pr- probably going to die for that? Yep. Should I be that guy, or should I be what my uncle is saying and work with the diplomacy and the politics, which feels very smarmy? Yes, it absolutely does. Right, but but there's there's a lot of wisdom there, too. Yes. And that's kind of the, the subplot of that whole movie. Yeah, it's like totally. How to how to navigate those systems. So, so Braveheart uh, writers are also reading First Kings. Apparently, or, they are. What yeah. is it? Second Kings. Yeah. Second. Uh, yeah. First Kings eighteen. First Kings eighteen. Um, that's right. And so, yeah, the that's what I was thinking about as another illustration of what you're referring to. Yeah. My question at this point, at this station of life, is yeah. who are the Christians who are doing either one? Who is who is speaking truth? Because what I see, people who think they're speaking truth, and I want to say, have you? 
do you really know the Bible well? Because I think you're speaking a brand of truth that you've heard culturally. Fair enough. Not scripturally. I a think... cultural truth that you're that you're bellowing out with, with too loud a vocal cord. Yep. And then I also see people who are who have who are, and maybe from the outside looks like they're trying to navigate an evil system, but I suspect have are more um, given over to it. Yes. And so I want to say, where are the real Christians doing either one of these? Yes. I'm sure they're out there, right? But uh, that's more of where I'm sitting. I want to see Christians, whether they're doing that strategy or this strategy, doing something for the kingdom instead of their own kingdom. That makes sense to me. Yeah. All the examples that we've given so far have been extremes. Yeah. They really have been extremes. Right. And, uh, and they've been uh, like people who are doing good, good work. In those extremes. Mm-hmm. And so everyone, real people are more, uh, yeah, not so yeah. extreme as that. But the the trap for Obadiah and Galen folks, that's those are folks in the culture mm-hmm. trying to subvert it, is that exactly what you say. They relax and kind of simply go along with the evil. They stop fighting for justice and truth. And they barely have any positive influence. They right. risk almost nothing. They say, I'm not the king. He's right, the one responsible. Exactly. He's the one in charge. That's right. Jezebel tells me what to do. I exactly. do it. Right. Their yeah. minuscule sacrifice becomes self-justification for their true cowardice. Right. Right? But th- there's... That's a powerful thing you just said. You yeah. should repeat that. Okay. Their minuscule sacrifice becomes self-justification for their true cowardice. Yeah. Yeah. That's their temptation. Right. But does that mean that that is... That is a terrible. That, that, does that mean that Christians have to be cowardly? There, no, absolutely not. Right. That that actually, right. we need we need people to be there and to do those things because it's there's wisdom there. Okay, the trap for the Elijah and Jinn types, uh-huh. the ones who stand up and call out the truth very clearly, is to think that they are better than everybody else. Right. That they're the only ones risking their lives. That everyone else's commitment to the Lord really isn't commitment. That everyone else is sold out. Totally. Uh huh. In that case, their bold actions become ways to justify their own self-righteousness. Yes. They are exactly the Pharisees that Jesus condemned. Right. But just because they are likely to become Pharisees like that does not mean that we don't need people like that. We absolutely need people like that. We need people to stand up who are going to get shot down because the culture hates them. Right. We need those folks to 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 stand up and for what is true and yeah. right. That's what William Wallace did. You know, it, it, as you're speaking, I, I'm thinking about the psychological differences between an aggressive person and a passive aggressive person. Yes, that's um, good. Because you know, an, an aggressive you're one or the other. By the way, yeah, that's right. Um, an aggressive person is the William Wallace. Is yes, the, you know the the uh, Elijah. Uh huh. The passive aggressive is the one who is going to be more subversive. They're right. not going to directly conflict. Yep. They're not going to come you know head on. They're going to yep. they're going to find a roundabout way. That's right. To uh, to accomplish whatever goal they're trying to reach. That's right. And those. Those personality differences are born out of both genetics and your environment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I am... Which one are you, by the way? I'm passive-aggressive, for sure. Yeah, I am the aggressive, yep. for sure. Yep. Um, and as an, as the aggressive type, I, I to me, there's something... Um, and I'm not saying this is the, the way to be. I'm just saying this is my understanding. I feel that there is something genuine about it. 
mm-hmm. because if I'm going to be aggressive, at least you know about it. Yep. Right. Right. And I'm not trying to like sneak around. Right. And there's something very duplicitous or could be duplicitous about the political. Sure. That's why I say it, it can feel very smarmy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yet those people probably get more done. Well, I don't know. I can't really say that. I, I don't really yeah, know that I don't answer. Know. I don't know which which of these people gets more done. I don't know. I don't know either. It, yeah. You know, it depends on, I think you. But it's you not make the, a it, fuss, you're more likely to die. I know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Yeah. That's right. If, you, if you're if you aggressive, you're more likely to be in a in a, in a battle. You're, you're going to yes. be in a fight yes. at some point. You know, if you think about going through high school and, and, the interactions, some of the interactions I had, some places where I confronted someone who, who had wronged me, it was right on the verge of a of a physical confrontation. Yeah, you know, I, I love the, one of the reasons I love Rogue One is because um, the battle plans couldn't get to the rebels, right? Unless you have someone on the inside uh-huh. and someone on the outside, right? And it's because they work together, and be- you need both. You need both. And I think as Christians, we need both, and we right. need to love and respect each other. Um, but we need to do our roles. We absolutely need to play yeah. our roles. Yeah. You know what you were saying earlier, as far as them coming together and loving each other? Yeah. That's where I think there's a real breakdown. Oh, right? huge. And, and Huge. And if and if someone is really, like, maybe they need to communicate. I'm really trying here yeah. to promote Christ. Yes. Yes. And his agenda. Yes. And I'm doing it in a very different way than you are. Yeah. In a very different strategy. But I but trust me, this is what I'm all about. Yeah. If we could if we could at least communicate about that. Yeah. And come to a place of 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 union. Yeah. To say, okay, we'll do our our different strategies. Yeah. But we really have the same goal. Yeah. Let's clarify that goal. Let's celebrate that mutual goal. Yeah. And let's be better unified. I would, that would be fantastic. That yeah. would be amazing to see yeah. in the body of Christ. Let me give you an example, maybe, of, of folks that, I don't know, this may be controversial. It, all of this is going to be controversial start, we, as soon as we start mm-hmm. making it specifics. I think in the music industry, not music, any artist, in the art industry, you've got folks who are explicitly Christian, Christian movies, Christian music, right. and you're saying, you know what, We're gonna, I'm going to make uh, pop music that is completely related, that, that is nothing but scripture. Mm-hmm. Or nothing but like uh, mm-hmm. theology, right? I'm gonna mm-hmm. set, I'm gonna set the Apostles' Creed to a pop song, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, this which, is by funny. the way, which by the way, Petra did, and I love it. It's a oh great my song. God. You it's and a your great Petra. song. I love Petra. Petra, no. Okay, they took a song. Okay, make there- it stop. <laughs> <laughs> is there value? So this is interesting. That that now I, even though I'm passive aggressive in my own thing, I'm, I know. I'm advocating for this, this aggressive. Is, this uh, is a great example of like where because <laughs> I told as you you're be talking, controversial. As you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, in this category, I am not aggressive. I am not the. I want a Christian movie. Right. I want the more subversive, thoughtful. Right. Bring Christianity in the back door, sort of like. Um, you know, that that's totally more where I rest in that yep. category. So it's very interesting. <laughs> Depends on what we're talking about. So here's okay. So so I, I have a, a a way of going about this. We there are a number of Christians that I know of that are in the actual the real real uh, movie industry and music industry. Well, we had Raleigh Keegan on uh, right. the the podcast. He's not a Christian music artist. He's a Christian country music music, yeah. music artist. 
And if you listen to his um, songs, there's a lot of them that are filled with the gospel right. um, explicitly. Right. And he is trying to do things differently in the industry. Right. And he works with a lot of people who are not Christians. He really is trying to do things ethically and well. And he's, and the music that he writes appeals to all sorts of people, yeah. but it is um, not exp- it's not the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. Right. And he's a phenomenal musician. You know, <laughs> there have been people who have criticized our podcast yeah. for not being more overtly Christian, <laughs> right? I didn't know that. Yeah. So there have people I haven't heard hey, that. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna bother running your mouth on yeah. the internet, yeah, um, you should at least be more clearly Christian than oh, you my are. Goodness. Because if you're if you're creating a, a platform, yeah. you should use that yeah, platform yeah, yeah. for. And as and um, uh, so that's interesting. There's another example of where I'm a little bit more subversive, a yeah. little bit more like, hey, let's talk about topics yeah. and issues and bring yeah. Jesus to bear in the midst of, the midst all, of all that, that. Yeah. instead of this front door, well, you're not as, this is the Apostles' Creed, or this is the, you know, this is what the I Bible's... Think, I think we're still on the aggressive side of that, um, rather than passive-aggressive, um, sure, we, but maybe not as much as that person, whoever you're right. talking to. I, I, I got to be genuine to who I am. I, totally. I can't, yeah. And, that, and, and I think that's good. Anyway, yeah. so in the movie and music industry, there are a lot of people who are not trying to make anything explicitly Christian, but they're just trying to uh, be be palatable to everyone. Right. Now, those industries have a lot of problems with them. Not that the Christian music, Christian movie industry doesn't, but right. a lot of like real, really offensive, evil things going on, yeah. uh, messages and practices and that kind of thing. And they're working within those systems. Uh, right. And they look at Christian music artists and Christian movie makers and say, you're what's wrong with Christians these days. Mm-hmm. And the Christian artists are looking at those who they see as mm-hmm. compromising. Here's what needs to happen. They need to come together. And the Christian, uh, yeah. the, those who are really in the industry and are excelling in their art um, need to go and help those who are explicitly Christian and say, look, here's how you uh, edit a film. Yeah. Here's how. Here's a here's a yeah. good way to direct things to so that there's better quality there. Right. Here's how you can make it less cheesy. Totally, yeah. because the quality of the of Christian music and Christian movies is very very poor. But that doesn't mean that those explicit Christian setting uh, setting the Apostles' Creed to a pop song is not bad. Uh-huh. It's it's just a different way of. Uh, going about Christianity, but as soon as you said Petra, I was like, "No, yeah, well, no more Petra." We're going to disagree on that because <laughs> there's, you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. I like Petra. You've got history there. I do. As, I you, do. You remember them and fondness as a youth. Yes, but uh, if you were not raised the way you were raised, you would look at Petra and be like, "No, fair no. enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, yeah." Um, so this is all really, really interesting. Um, you think about making a movie uh, and people who are doing that. Where What's the platform where these two different strategies can communicate? That's a good question. We don't that, have that. That needs to be. And we need to have those kinds yeah. of things. You know, um, Tim Keller recently died, and his yeah. um, he had a um, program at his church. What was it called? I forget. Something about work where they had different groups of people in the same industry um, coming together to do things. Uh, and I think that that, so, and there've been movements like that. Uh, so some people have really tried to do that. And, uh, yeah, you and I, as ministers of the gospel, that's not our, 
Yeah, we we can't do that, but we can help, we can try and encourage and facilitate that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, these folks tend to hate each other, and I wish they didn't, because right. what we see in scripture mm. is that they're just they're just different, and we need they need to encourage each other. And um, yeah, I think it would really help if people were clear with each other about their intentionalities. Yeah. Yeah, like this is my ultimate goal. This is who I ultimately serve. This is what I ultimately want to see. That would be really helpful. And then also to be generous with each other uh-huh. and not assume the worst. Just because someone is doing it differently than you doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. Just to say, I I wouldn't do it that way, or that's turning off some people or something like that, that doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. That doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. That was a good sure. discussion. I hope that yeah. that's helpful. You want to chime in? Reach us at the hopperpodcast@gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place. Yeah, why not? Hey, Hopper Podcast Hoppers, we've got bonus episodes for you. You asked for them, we got them. More Hopper goodness. We're actually growing quite a catalog of excellent bonus episodes that are off our regular format, like hilarious stories that aren't quite appropriate for our regular podcast. Yep, and bonus interviews with some of our favorite guests. Okay, okay, already. How can I access these great things? Just tap or swipe on the Purple Hopper podcast cover art on your podcasting app and find the show notes. Follow the link to sign up for just $5 a month. Uh, of course, we're always looking for more. You can get the past and future bonus episodes. And you'll be supporting independent podcasters promoting thoughtful, compassionate, nuanced Christian commentary. Yes, podcasting isn't always that easy, so we need more help. Thanks for your support. Dave, you know my son, Sam. I do. Sam is 16 years old right now, and... Uh, about a year ago, he was really struggling. He's had yeah. um, some struggles in his life. We adopted him when he was five years old, or yeah. he came to live with us when he was five, and we're not sure exactly about his background. It was not real good uh, before that. And he's really struggled at various times. And about a year ago, coming out of um, uh, a couple of years of the pandemic and uh, yeah. you know just puberty and like all that stuff and then being cut off, he was really struggling. And we found um, a program that I think everybody needs to know about. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a Challenge Academy. And there are a whole bunch, I don't know, uh, 70 or 80, I'm guessing a uh-huh. little bit here, uh, Challenge Academies all across the country. And they are all run exactly the same. And they all have a unique name that includes Challenge Academy. So he went to Bluegrass Challenge Academy. And it is uh-huh. uh, run by the National Guard uh, in in each particular state, and so this is in Kentucky, and so yeah. he actually it's on it's always on a, a military base, right? So he went and actually lived for six months in uh, at Fort Knox here in Kentucky, yeah. And this is uh, it's a it's a boarding school, and there are three main components of it. There are um, there's the um, uh, military piece of it that is run by the National Guard. It's Army soldiers who are active duty, and their job is to help these young men and women, boys and girls, ages um, like 16 to 18. And what they do is they uh, an enormous amount of, of um, uh, physical training, push-ups, sit-ups, like all of the like boot camp style things, as well as discipline. Like uh, they live in a in a bunkhouse. 
right. they have to make their bed every morning with hospital right. corners, and you know you get a you, you get X number of minutes to shower, and you have to right. like everything is completely regimented. Your meals, everything is completely regimented from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Right, everything is spelled out for you. So that's one piece of it. In the middle of that, they've got um, a school. It's a it's a an accredited public school. And it's not run by the military. Um, but it is specialized, highly specialized and trained teachers to help kids who are really struggling with academics. And a lot of these kids are truant. A lot of the kids are uh-huh. um, way, way behind in their credits for high school. And so then they, uh, these teachers have highly individualized and specialized programs to help these kids succeed. And right. it's pretty overwhelming the kind of academic success they can have when they get the attention that they need. Right. And then the third piece of it is that they have an independent group of counselors, and every student gets a counselor to come that, that is their social work and licensed uh, counselor to help them work through their issues. Yeah. Um, and so he got that for six months, and I'm telling you, he's a different kid. It yeah. is the the difference is absolutely amazing. Now, um, it's a, they have typically about a fifty percent dropout rate from the t- from the kids who right. enter to the to when right. they leave because they can only they have to be there voluntarily. And so my son, he didn't like the idea at first, but right. after a while, when he realized, okay. I, the, he figured it out. He he wanted to go. Right. It was it was interesting. The very first day, um, they sh- the very first thing that you do, they shave your head. Uh, the boys um, all get you know completely right. shave their head. Right. Uh, I mean, that's just the military style. That's sure. how they do it. They wear uniforms the entire time. You know, you don't get to wear any clothes that are not uh, issued to you and all that right. stuff. Right. Anyway, um, and so the state pays for it. Every state pays for it themselves. And so my understanding is that, so it's free to us, but my understanding is that the state of Kentucky paid about $75,000 for him to attend that school for six months. Right. Um, but what the, there's been tons and tons of research that show that for kids who are at risk like this, um, the uh, kids who go to the program versus kids who are eligible and don't go to the program, the state's going to pay way more for the kids who don't go to the program in terms of incarceration and right. trial costs and uh, sure. um, you know police time and all that stuff. Right. Um, and so this is a, a really financially beneficial thing sure. for the state. And so then all these, all these things are free. They have a phenomenal success rate all across the country. It yeah. really is wonderful. And I... And as I talk to people, there's so many people that don't know about this program. Mm-hmm. Most states in the nation have at least one of these schools right. that's available, and they're all. Once you do it for six months, um, then you're done. You can't go back. You can't repeat. Uh, and so they're always looking for new people. And there's lots of money available. I mean, it's you know right. if you if right. you qualify, they're basically going to let you in. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another piece of it, though, is that once he comes home, once a kid comes home and graduates, and it is it is pr- quite an honor to graduate. Um, but once they do graduate, they're required to have a mentor who's not in the family, right? Um, who agrees to meet with them regularly for a year, and uh, the child has to be the one to pick out the mentor. Parents cannot do that, or guardians cannot do that. It has right. to be the child. And my son picked you as his mentor, yeah, so that's you right. have been meeting with him. Yes, um, I don't uh, at all want you to disclose to me something that uh, is uh, you know that uh, shouldn't be disclosed because right. I want him to have 
confidence in you and I trust you and I and, right, and all right. like that. And even more so not on the on the podcast in this public way, but how sure. has that been going and what has been your experience yeah, uh, with mentoring? Just what you said. Young I, man? I, I could see I could see some of the um the ramifications of his early childhood. Yeah. Um and his behavior mm-hmm. and, and his struggles. And that a lot of that has been really, really addressed. Yes. Uh, in that six months, it yes. has been a real game changer. I, I can't and, tell you how hard my wife and I have worked. In, I mean, we have done right. everything you can possibly imagine. We have spent, I mean, just an enormous amount of money and resources and tears and, right. and, that have not been effective. And this has been... Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes that's the, that's the curse about parenting is it, it, it often requires someone else to speak in. Yeah. They just won't listen to their parents or yeah. there's like they're too close or something. Yeah. And I don't think that, that I, I can take any of the credit for that. I think it's all been, uh, what happened in that six months, but, uh, I'm just trying to help extend it and be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but it's really been a privilege to see the changes uh-huh. that have occurred. And I, I think I was somewhat skeptical and I, I, I see the, the real value and I, and I've seen this even as a young man, I remember seeing even movies about people going into the military and how the military provides a structure and a camaraderie and a system that changes a very broken life into a very productive life where they feel a part of something, they feel purpose, yeah. they, they have personal accomplishment, whereas maybe if it was left up to them, that those accomplishments would never be realized, but when you have a drill sergeant, it, yeah. somehow you get things done. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, that the, the military and programs like Bluegrass Challenge Academy um, are very effective for some, not for everyone, but for yes. some. Yes, that's and, right, that's right. And and you know and and for a lot of kids this uh, it's very similar to to playing an organized sport yeah and you have a coach that is a very top down authoritarian coach and you have to run your butt off and you have to exercise in a way that is so demanding yes and and people uh, tough guys will quit and yeah. people will uh, there's a there's a camaraderie that happens in that yeah and and when then when you have a common goal to win a game or to play a certain you know, defense and offense correctly, and, yeah. and you see benefits from that. Um, it there there are a lot of life lessons yeah. there. Yeah, and I so I'm a bit big advocate for for well done athletics. Yes, I think athletics have gotten a little out of control here lately in terms yes. of travel ball and all that. Yes, um, and people sacrificing their weekends and their lives for for that the hope of some kind of scholarship. I right, think that's a mistake. Right. right. Um, but I I really love athletic programs, and I think this program is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've really seen a lot of changes that have been very encouraging, and um, it's it's been a, a privilege to 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 see that, you know, and, and to to play a small role in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I want more people to take advantage of those opportunities for sure. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you for um, mentoring my son in this way. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, pouring into his life, he needs that and. Uh, yeah. It's been really effective. Yeah, you know, and think about this in terms of the church. Okay, we we are we're reformed. Yeah, and we we like covenant theology, and we yeah. like the big doctrines of grace. Yes. and and I, I'm definitely there. Oh right? yeah. But for a long time, I had this this averse reaction to legalism that I kind of wanted to spit it out of my mouth. Yeah, sure. Like it's it's just wrong and evil and horrible. Yes, yes, yes. But that that's that's because I don't understand where it fits. Okay, and. And think about this. If you have a, a person who has not been parented 
and they've kind of grown up on the streets and they've been on substances and they've had a very lascivious lifestyle and they've they've just kind of scrounged to survive yeah and then they come to jesus yeah there is so much parenting that that needs to be done even as an adult yes there's so much they need to learn about having a routine. Yes. About going to bed on time and yes. getting up at the same time. Yes. And and applying themselves. Right. You really can change a lot of your life. You just need to learn to apply yourself. Yes, that's right. You need to learn to have that those basic disciplines. And I can see a place now for a very regimented Christianity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Where it's like, uh, you know, I remember talking to a guy in the inner city who was, uh, you know, he said, I spend most of my time trying to get my parishioners to obey. Yes. Because they keep wrecking their lives yeah. with their disobedience. Like yes. these, these things have serious consequences. Right. And you and I are in this culture where um, we're trying to get people to understand the grace of the gospel. Right. Because they're largely uh, already functioning well in yes. society and yes. somewhat successful in their careers and education and all yes. that. Yes. But take all that stuff away. And if, like, you just need to learn how to go to bed on time. Right. You need to learn to get up at the same time. You yeah. need to learn that you can't do these things and That's expect right. to have anything other than disaster in your life. That's right. That can feel or look like legalism. Yes. But I really think there's a place for that. Totally. In terms of parenting people. And that's what I think is happening um, and with the military. And I think it's like, uh, like you said, you, you've done all this effort as a parent, but the, this program needed to come alongside. Totally. And, and provide this other angle. To parenting, to say yes. uh, you're gonna, we're gonna shave your head off. You're gonna wear this uniform. You're gonna get up at this time. You're gonna do these exercises. That's gonna, right. And do you want to do that? Of course not. Right. Of course not. Yeah. But you have to now. Yep. And and through that, there is a transformation. Yes. To say, I really can take hold of my life. I really yeah. can. If I keep running these gut runs uh, in basketball practice, there's a point where I don't get tired anymore. Right. And I can I can play basketball for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Yes. Um, and I didn't, re- I didn't realize that, but now yes. I've experienced it. Right. Right. And it, it was horrible getting through that. Yes. Getting to that point. But now I realize that it, it's achievable. Right. Anybody can do this. Yes. You just need to have that kind of extra motivation, that extra yes. whatever. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, I just rejoice along with you no matter how it happened. Um, and I hope that it's, it's a long term sort of thing. But, yeah. um, yeah, I can see, I can see a place where, where, pastors to certain people say, hey, look, um, let's just talk about obedience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I'm going to give you a very regimented sort of Christianity because, because you need that. Yeah. You know, and then we'll, we'll get around to the doctrines of grace a little bit later. Right. (laughs) I mean, you'll, we'll, we'll talk about them all along. Right. But you're not really going to grasp them very well. Yes. Um, And if I tell them to you right now, it's not going to help you. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to use it to sin more. That's right. You're going to (laughs) keep exploiting. Yeah. Whatever. And, yeah, and there's there's just a level of okay, let's 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 change our reality here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Grace doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want to do. That's right, and everything's okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember um, one of my mentors when I was just learning to preach, uh, you know, preaching very very early on, and uh, so, uh, he said to me, um, "Is there any good news in the law?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and there I, is. Yeah. I had I, I I had to stop for a right. second because that was not my approach. Right, and he said, "If you have any question about that, you need to go back and read your Bible again." Right, because the law is good news. Right, it's very good news. Yeah, the law doesn't give you life. 
Right. But it is good news for you. Yes. It is grace. There are whole cults or denominations, if you want to call them, religions based upon the good news of the law, yeah. like Mormonism. Sure. Mormonism doesn't have a gospel of life. Right. It has, it has law. Yeah. And, but in that, people get their lives together. Yeah. They see the benefit of obedience. Yeah. If, you, if you do um, good practices every day, there's, there are far-reaching consequences that are positive for yeah. you. Yeah, and, right. the, and the vice versa, right? If, if, if right. you don't, if you, you wreck things, it, 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 can, it can wreck a long period totally. of your life. Yeah. And, and there are whole religions that, that, are, that are camped out on that yeah. reality. Um, and we have, I mean, we're, the, we're truly blessed to have not only the law and its benefit, and it's a lamp to our feet and a, and a guide to our, you know, our yes, path, yes, yes, that we yes. would not stumble and fall, that it's, yes. it tells us the right way to live and, yes. and what's by design. That's all very, very good for us, very healthy. You want to have a good marriage, you need to follow the law of God. You want to have good friendships, you need to follow the law of God. Yes. You want to have a good life and career, you need to follow the, the principles that are in God's precepts. That's right. That's all true, but we have a Savior on top of that. That's right who perfectly lived the law, who, who, um, who died in our place for all our failures That's to right. do so. That's right. And that, that, is, that is really good news. Yes. And sometimes we focus so much on that that we forget that the law has good news in it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. That's yep. right. And, and, you know, uh, talking about someone else, I don't want to uh, be remiss and, and say, you know, I'm still, I, I just turned 50, and I'm still trying to better order my life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. Me too. Good grief. You yes. know, like I'm 50 years old. Yeah. And I'm still trying When to, are you going to get your life together, Dave? I don't Dave? know, man. I don't know. But I'm like, I got I to gotta get to bed better. Yep. I got to get up earlier. Yep. I, you know, like I, I know what would make my life more productive. Yep. I know it would make me, in, in a way, happier. Yes. And I still struggle to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if um, I know cold showers yeah. benefit me. Yeah. I know they, there's like 20-some physiological, neurological benefits to it. Yeah. And it's still hard to do. Okay. It is so hard to do. I know it's good for me, too. And I have, I've done it yeah. a lot less than you have. A yeah. lot less than you have. Right. But I know, it's, I know it's good. You know what? This is, this is my weird way of getting in. I mean, this is yeah. just this is typical William. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, the the, pro- the reason that it's that it's cold showers don't work for me, yeah, is because that knob is right there, and boy, it's it it's cold. Okay, I, I've had enough. It, I'm going to turn it's turn it a few degrees, and few it's degrees, over. It's over, yeah. yeah. And so I think, okay, that's the problem is that it's it's too easy. So I w- I want to go out and I've been shopping online ridiculously uh-huh. for these uh, cold water tubs, oh, right? Boy. Yeah, uh, that's what I need because if I get in there, <laughs> then it's uh, yeah. Th- there's not a I can't turn it to the heat. Here's again. the thing, but I know yeah. it, in my mind yeah. as soon as I stop myself, it's like, okay, that's not the problem. The, you know, the problem is I need another gadget. <laughs> right, uh, it's right. not my discipline. It can't be right. my discipline. It's that I need another gadget. Right. Uh, because as soon as you get in there, you can always uh, just get out. Exactly. Right? And yeah. for, that's true for everything. But I feel like, oh, if I, you know, the yeah. reason that my life isn't ordered is that I don't have the right, right. stuff. I need, I, need, I, need, I need to buy I something. I need this. I need right. that. I need to learn something. I need to, you know, if, whatever. If I buy this book about a topic and I see the label uh, on the shelf, I already feel smarter. Uh-huh. I haven't even read the book yet. But since it's in my library... I'm smarter. And, yeah, if and, I have a if I have an immersion tub, cold water therapy tub, then I'm already better off. Yeah, the right problem. It, yeah. yeah, the problem is in my heart. Now, yeah. it's true that it's good to. I mean, having the right tool is important, and reading books is important. But that's not my problem here. It's yeah. it's the discipline of my heart. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, when I get in a cold shower, um, the first 15 seconds are the worst. Yeah. And but then just progressively gets better, 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 better. So I don't have the temptation to make it in. Oh, no, 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 no. It's For the, me, it's the, the get first... in there in the beginning is the hard part. I, so me, it's the first 15 seconds, yes. Then it gets a little bit better, but then it gets worse. Interesting. For me. And it gets uh-huh. worse than that first 15 seconds yeah. until, I don't know, maybe about a minute. Maybe your hot water heater works better than mine, man, because I, I, I don't if I know. turned it to hot, it'd still be a couple minutes before it actually got hot. I don't know what. So. That initial <laughs> shock is something. Yeah. But then, I don't know, Some somewhere, I'm guessing around 30 or 45 seconds, like my whole body feels like it's chilled to the bone. Yeah. Which isn't there in the first shock. Hmm. And that's that's the word. And then once, you know, anyway, whatever. And I, I've only done it a few times. And I, man, it's <laughs> it's not going to be something you uh, you're you're eager to do. Well, no, yeah. but it's not something. I mean, who's eager to do no. it? And yet it's, we it's we had awful. a whole episode yeah. on it and right. the value and the science behind it, and and it's becoming a really popular thing in one sense. Yeah, it's just an example of so many disciplines, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, fasting, yeah. um, having your 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 time, you know, yeah. taking my prayer walk. To me, that has been pivotal. Yeah. Right. And and there are times when I don't do it for like a whole week. Yeah. And I start to emotionally bear consequences for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it is. There's something about getting up, getting out, walking, getting sunlight, getting fresh air, yep. processing before the Lord. There's just so many benefits to it. Yeah. Um, it's obvious to me that for my day to be started on the right foot, I need to do that. Yeah. But th- I still get up and don't do it. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes it's just it's good to have a coach yelling at you and blowing a whistle in your ear. It's good to have a drill sergeant telling you you have no choice. Yeah, it it just helps you do what you need to do, what you ought to do. Yeah, and uh, and there's a lot, there's a whole part of of depression. Now, I, I you know, I, I don't want to be insensitive. I I have um, some of these tendencies, and I've had anxiety, and I'm, I'm not unaware of these things. Yeah, um, but I really do think part of the depression monster yeah. is the inability to do what will help you. Mm-hmm. Exercise has been clinically proven yep. over and over again to be very beneficial yep. against depression. Yep. But when you're depressed, you don't feel like exercising. Yeah, it's very hard. You don't want to do anything. Yep. But if you can make yourself do it, you will benefit. Yes. And you can it's therapy for you. It's yes. better than any medicine you can put in your body. That's right. That's um, right. But you got to do it. Yeah. That's the hard part. Well, and that's true for I mean, going to uh, like uh, emotional therapy, right? Yeah. Going to talk therapy, uh-huh. or you know, to heal uh, wounds of all kinds, or going to physical therapy if your body is right. is tight and broken or whatever. Going to what diet you pick? What diet right. you pick? Uh, yeah. Spending time memorizing scripture to right. you know uh, all that. I mean, we all know that all that stuff is good, right? Uh, but it is, man, yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing it, that's another thing. Yeah, you know, if I could, if I had the resources and could have just a drill instructor with me all day, every day, right? like that Bluegrass Challenge Academy, because they had, I don't know how yeah. many shifts they had, they had a whole bunch of shifts, right? Um, because they always had someone there to just, I mean, there was no escaping. My son said, you know, with all these kids, there were kids who were there, like court-ordered, like you either go to Bluegrass Challenge Academy and you stay there, or you are going to jail. Right. You get one or the other. Right. And so there were kids like that who had been convicted of like serious felonies. Yeah. And so, but my son said, uh, there would be, if a fight would break out and 
the fight it'd be rare for a fight to go two punches. There's, I mean, they're immediately there. They're breaking it up. Right. Um, right. And so, man, yeah. Okay. So if I had someone, if I had a team of people, yeah, uh, to yell at me and to tell me to do what I need to do all the time, wouldn't that be great? And and I guess it could get no, really it annoying. But yeah. yeah, it could get really annoying. But I, yeah, but what you're talking about is like a community, right? Like a a oh, mutual, man. like we care for each other. We want yeah. to see what's right for each other, but. Um, we are so given to our personal freedoms and our own liberties that uh, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, that would be it would be really hard to sell that. Yeah, um, it sounds good, and I think if you're in a in any sort of crisis, it is wonderful. Yeah, um, that's what the yeah. that's what monasteries in the Middle Ages that's used right. to be. Yeah, um, and the nunneries were. And and that was a lot of broken people, yeah, a lot of gay and of lesbian people, uh-huh. uh, people who didn't fit into society, people who were broken in various ways. They would come in, and then there would be this community of this is exactly what we're doing. This the, is the regiment. very regimented. These are the prayers. You say this at this These time. Are the you chores. say this at this time. These That's are the right. chores. Like you're going to um, scrub this um, floor. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, for 20 minutes from 12 to 12:20 every single day. This right. that's your job. Um, and, and then, but that was yeah. healing to, that's healing to people. There's something really special about that. There really is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it kind of even knowing the parameters, yep. you know, like when it, when a kid is testing how far the line is, yeah. um, parents often get discouraged with that. Like, oh, this kid's rebellious. But, um, what they really need is that consistency. And when they know yeah. that that line is there and they test it and it's still there and they test it later and it's still there, yeah. they feel much more secure. Yeah. They feel right. safe. They feel like... And some kids yeah. need more of that than others. Yep. And, uh, some, and kids who need it an enormous amount, parents, it's just not possible. You know, my wife mm-hmm. and I here with Sam, it's just not possible for him to have that kind of oversight with just the two of us. We both work. And um, it's just not there. It's just not there. The intensity. Yeah. You need a team of people, and we had that. And he's doing so much better. He's doing so much better. Yeah, I'm really proud of him. Yeah, but I want everyone to know about these challenge academies. Yes, um, because there are options out there, and for sure. it is really, really effective. There's, uh, um, I'll put some links in the show notes to get you started if you're interested in that. Yeah, cool. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You got corrections, comments, questions, queries, complaints, or a great story? Just look for the show notes in this episode of your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. And hey, we're just two guys here. We're trying to build the Hopper community. But that was a really great episode, wasn't it? It was so good, Willie, that I put a dime sizer in my underwear. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I had a friend tell me once that he had pooped his underwear just a little bit. And he said, it was not a big deal. It was just a dime sizer. <laughs> so okay. we, we're like, a dime sizer? Is this a thing? Is this a term? I've a dime sizer. So you're uh, telling me this episode was so good that you put a dime sizer? You dropped a dime sizer I get, in your I laughed so hard. There must be a dime right. sizer in there. Well, listen, if you dropped a dime sizer in your underwear, yeah. you need to tell somebody about this episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> tell them how they can listen to it. If you can't think of anyone who would enjoy this episode, you need to get out and make some more friends. Absolutely. Hey, let's, let's summarize this episode, Dave. What's the main lesson that we should take away from it? You should never assume that people like you. Because it's likely that they really don't. (laughs) 
Especially you, Willie. Well, if you're going to be pooping in your pants, I'm, I, I think I understand why they don't like you. Highly likely that people don't like you. 